Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Are you tired of wearing a barrel around your waist in public? Do you need some new fashion choices? I know I do. Check out T-Fury. They're the original pop culture t-shirt destination. They might be able to help. They've been selling unique designs every day since 2008. Are you missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Maybe that Yoda t-shirt you haven't seen in a while? Mmm, yes. Good is this t-shirt. Like it. I do. (laughs) Head head to the T-Fury Gallery, where you can buy some old designs still in print and vote on others to come back from the dead. T-Fury shirts cover all your favorite topics and fandoms. They've got everything from gaming, sci-fi, pop culture, and more. Their t-shirts change daily, so check back as often as you'd like. How do you find them? Check out tfury.com forward slash nerdist and see what today's shirt is all about. Now entering nerdist.com Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Look, I just think eventually we're going to have to tell them. I mean, I, they, they, I understand yeah. they think the show is a certain thing, and they think that this podcast is what they think it is, but eventually they're just going to have to know what we've really been through and what's really happening with this podcast. I just think they, we're going to have to reveal it at least at the end of this episode. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's sort of the, how, much, how much longer can the charade go on? Exactly. You know I mean? like this is, how much longer can we keep up this facade? Exactly. You can only fool so many of the people so much of the little of it's the time. There's only 12 and a half people. You yeah, you're not... Fool. The half person has to be catching on. I mean, yeah. Especially if that half involves ears. Yeah, the, and they may be the last person. Although it's well documented that half person is really the lower half. So it's I don't really, think it's that's mostly the legs. It's mainly the legs and the And uh, you know, because they're lower to the ground, the information knees. gets to them much later. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, that's true. So that person will be the last to catch on. The bottom line is they have to be sensing what's going on with this podcast. Yeah. All so right. I just think well, we should I think tell we should them, let them eventually. Know. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, look, it's your podcast. Yeah. You know? I'm just I mean, What's the what's the old saying? It's your podcast. I'm just uh, running in it or living, living in it. Living in it, yeah. I know that's it's your right. dream. It's your podcast. Living the dream. I'm just that's selling it. dreams in it. Yeah. Dream catchers. Dream catchers. It's inside your podcast. The, I'm just selling dream the nets catchers of life. inside yeah. the, the nuts of life. Nets. The nets, the nets of, life. of life. Yeah, that's what oh, that's what dream catchers are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. So, uh, well, well, we'll figure it out after the show, or maybe at the end of the show, maybe we'll tell them. But uh, you ready? Yeah. I think All right. Let's do the show. You don't have. You don't let's have do to the... tell them. Just know you don't have to. All right. Let's just do the podcast. You ready? Here we go. Welcome to Cashing In with TJ Miller. I'm Cash Levy. This is TJ Miller. How you doing, TJ? Good. Pretty good. I'm excited. I mean, this has been one of the first times you've invited me on back onto the show. It's, I mean, we've been lucky to have a lot of circumstances yeah. that led to... I have a pretty big rotation of people, and it's so nice to have you back, of all people. It mm-hmm. really uh, means a lot to me that you've agreed to come on the Thank show you so much. another time, well, especially in 2014. 
I mean, it's a two odd fourteen. Two odd fourteen. My uh, my New Year's resolution was to, and then you would fill in the blank with a myriad of jokes. You well, know? I write yeah. more New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I had some New Year's. fulfill. Uh, my, my, one of my New Year's resolutions was to fulfill the New Year's resolutions I had in two thousand nine. Mm, yeah, just do a little catch up, fellas. Take a break, ladies. You know what I'm ladies, talking about. He knows what he's uh, talking ladies. about, fellas. <laughs> Dream catchers, two thousand fourteen. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what? I had some New Year's resolutions. I've decided to, um, you know, I feel like I'm a little too casual on the road, and you've mentioned that. More road rage this year. More road rage. Yeah, more road rage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lash so out a little things, more. Is it to let things upset you more? Yeah, I'm going to let to... things upset me more. I'm going to be more controlling this year. I'm going to try to be more controlling of all situations. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to go ahead and uh, more road rage. I'm also going to uh, quit the gym. No gym. A lot of people join no the gym. I'm going to quit now. the gym. Yeah. yeah, quit the gym. They sold me on, um, you know, the, the highest gym, gym membership uh, sort of sales are, of course, right around New Year's Eve and right. in the beginning of right. January. Right. And they sold me, I think two years ago now, I bought a, a, um, a gym membership at a gym near my girlfriend's house. So I'd be able to go there. And the motherfucker sold me, you know, we've since broken up, and I, the motherfucker sold me on a five-year plan. He made it cheap enough, and he was a good enough salesman. He said, if you pay for the whole five, five years you, you, advance, you joined for five years. I fucking, I bid it. I hook, line and sinker. And I'm a salesman. I mean, I've been selling... I've been selling bullshit in Hollywood for about fucking six years. Gee, and I, you, you idiots keep buying it. The crap I'm selling. Are you gonna? Mm. You gotta trim down though. You could go to the gym. You could trim down for the for the uh, Yogi Bear Five or for some of the Moon Wizard uh, sequels. I mean, I'm the Moon Wizard. Uh, the, some of the sequels I'm really excited about. I had dinner with the director of Yogi Bear 3D. Yeah. Greatest talking bear comedy of all time. And it was interesting just to talk with him because he's one of the few people that kind of actually knows the, the degree of veracity with which I talk about and revere the movie. It's just very interesting because, you know, it's the only way that I'm introduced as a stand-up comedian is as the star of Yogi Bear 3D. Right, right. Which is true. I was right. the star of the film, and he agrees with that right. also. Right, um, You know, and I talk about how it was the pinnacle of my career and... There, you know, it's it's interesting to sort of have that moment, identify it, and know that everything else, all the other work that I do in film, will be sort of on the downslope. And it almost is helpful because that you're able to accept it. It's like mm-hmm. okay, the other that was sort of you're on the waterfront. So what you're yeah, saying? exactly. Everything was sort of downhill after everything, that. Everything yeah. after that is Transformers Four. Let me yeah. put it that way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. This was your graduate. Yes, it was yeah. my graduate. But, you know, I, I was a little bit heavier back then, but I, we were eating, well, not than I am right now, because I gained 25 pounds for this HBO show um, that I'm filming. And was it, Did you do that on purpose, or you just happened to gain 25 pounds on the set? You know, I woke up, I, I had been in a, a frenzy. It was a blur of Doritos and pizza and beer. And, and I just woke up, and I was 25 pounds heavier, and I was in a bathtub that barely fit me, and I was reading a biography of Howard Taft. It was how it all happened. No, I purposefully gained the weight for the role because Mike Judge wanted me to be sort of more dumpy than I even am in general, which yeah. is difficult to imagine, but you could see it if you're looking at me right now. And um, I, uh, now I have to cut all that weight, as I did before, because I did the pilot... So I gained 25 pounds for the pilot, and then cut 25 pounds in about a month and a half. As you'll recall, I was going through, you, you thought it was a crisis of carbohydrates, that I hadn't eaten right. carbohydrates in 30 mm-hmm. days, and you right. thought that was affecting me in a negative way, and I think you're probably right. Yeah, indeed it was. Um, but I cut 25 pounds in a month and a half, and then filmed these two movies, and then had to gain the way back, because the show got picked up, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And so then I've gained that back, and now... Because the show's coming to a close and we have to do reshoots, I then have to lose all that weight. So I could use that gym membership, but I don't sure. feel like crying on an elliptical because I know that I'm within close proximity mm. to a woman that I loved and 
Mm, elliptical weeping. Lost. Yeah, elliptical yeah, weeping. Yeah, a lot of people don't It's very talk circular. About that. Yeah. It's very circular. A lot of people cry on the treadmill, but the elliptical is really a sad one yeah. to be. What about crying. the treadmill? Have you been experimenting with that any time? Well, that's when you eat your feelings. So you'll cry on the elliptical and then you'll <laughs> eat your feelings with a treadmill. I mean, we've talked about the treadmill. That's where you actually eat on, on the, the treadmill. treadmill. You'd and somebody from the treadmill. One of the twelve and a half who I loved this sent, sent a us. funny video of that. Yeah. A, well, fo- it wasn't a photo, or was it? Yeah. It's, it, was it was just a, food it was on video. the treadmill, and somebody lying down, yeah. yeah, letting the food come to their. But you face. know what? That's 2013. We've moved into the next millennium of years. Now we're doing next, it. We're now doing we're doing It's really not a new two millennium. It's not. It's not a new millennium. <laughs> That's going to be in the year 3000. Well, it's, it's really gonna, just a new the year. The show's going to be a little bit different this year because we're going to kick it off. What are you off. changing about? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick it off a little bit differently this year with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Uh, <laughs> lentil soup. Ventriloquist dummies. Time to unionize. <laughs> and strike against their masters. <laughs> God. I mean, I feel like maybe they should all... What a confusing all... world that would be if they were like, the ventriloquist dummies... Have formed a union and they're striking against those that even allow them to have the voice to speak out against the way they're being mistreated. <laughs> J- dummies join in silence <laughs> until they get a pay increase. Uh, I, I have a book which I recommend. It's from Toshin, which is a great publishing house, that is portraits of ventriloquist dummies that are all in this museum somewhere in the middle of you know nowhere. It's like in Virginia somewhere, yeah. and they're close up bright face you know facial portraits yeah and it is haunting it's endearing it is uh it's it's kind of it's beautiful it's ugly it's like sad it's nostalgic but all of these dummies you know it's a book it's all like things that have been said about book. yogi bear 3d yeah it's true well to those that have truly watched it then they've seen what they're looking for <laughs> Um, you know, it, as it goes, you know, and I don't know, there's something to that, but all of them look distinctly human and you can really, yeah, I think we should treat ventriloquist dummies with a little more respect, I guess is what you're at, what you're asking yeah. about. Yeah. You Triple think? banger. Lightning, Lightning round. Question, question number two. two. two I want to know what you two. think. I, I do think they need to unionize. I feel bad for uh, ventriloquist dummies. Do you think that they're getting, don't, I, you feel worse for them or for the people you think that everybody? I feel worse for the people that have to watch. Them. Giving crap. <laughs> you know? Do you feel bad? That's for, the biggest disappointing thing of all. Or do you feel bad for their? What what is the what is Jeff Dunham called? He's got his dummies, and then who is he's the ventriloquist? Right. So do you yeah. feel that the ventriloquist is getting more of the credit, or you know, I mean, they're getting all the money. Mm, yeah, I mean, the, but the, are, the cut for the dummy is not. And they don't travel first class either. It's kind of like a pimp case. It a pimp it really is. Thing. I mean, a ventriloquist is a dummy pimp because he controls all the money. True pimps don't give the hose any money at all. They yeah. just take all the money. Yeah, it's true. And then they buy them stuff and you know help them travel yeah. and everything. So yeah, they they need to unionize. That's that's my answer to that okay. one. Uh, question two: Cumberbuns, appropriate sleepwear. What do you think about just going straight cumberbun? Just nude in a cummerbund? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would be that comfortable to sleep in, but I certainly think that's a good way to initiate formal sexual intercourse. <laughs> if you come out in a bow tie, it's kind of chintzy. It's sort of like, you know, like a Chippendales type of thing. If you've got cuffs on. What, what, how did you just come out in a cummerbund? What even st- Maybe how even the, eating a How did the cummerbund even start? How did, how, did that, how did that happen? Do you not know about this? How did that happen where they added that? You Is are, you seriously asking? I seriously don't know. It's fascinating. Just like ties used to be napkins, the cummerbund used to catch crumbs. That's why it has those little mm-hmm. slats with little pockets. Oh, I see. So you put it over your stomach, and if you're eating, the crumbs would fall down your shirt, but they would get in the cummerbund instead of getting on your pants, which ostensibly were oh, I see. so expensive at this point. Okay. Because remember, before mass production, clothing was incredibly expensive. So a cummerbund, you would, you, would get a, you would get a shirt from a tailor, and that would be one of your five shirts that you would wear for years because the shirt would cost. I mean, this isn't counting for inflation, but thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's tens of tens thousands of, thousands of dollars. Prorated. Yeah. You know that expression? Um, I feel like a million dollars. Yeah. That was just somebody feeling like they were fully clothed. 
was how much it cost back then. I should have asked the question this way. Um, cummerbund with a pocket, just a fanny pack? It I really think, is. If you put a, you, I think Cumberbund should have pockets. I think there are already fanny packs. I think there are fanny them. packs without a pocket. No, they have little pockets, but there's no zipper, and it's just you know five or six tiny pockets. You could call them just like anything can be a ladle. Any, any almost anything can be a pocket. You take your hat off. You've got sort of a not a great. You know, pocket. most things can be a Cumberbund. You take your bandana off. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm your not going to bite on this Let's, one. I'm gonna, I'm I ain't signing up for this five year fucking. <laughs> Membership, no way, no how. Um, Come on, if you take your if you take your bandana off, you tie it around your waist. That's a cummerbund, right? If you zip up your fanny pack and you don't leave it open, that's a cummerbund. Zip up your fanny. If you wear it, you can wear a fanny pack, fan, you know, to a fancy ball. If you if you feel like it, I don't, I'm not buying this. No, I don't think what anything can be a cummerbund. I think so. Like a all right. If you take a ladle. You put that around your belt. You put a bunch of them around your belt. You put a bunch of ladles and you attach them with, uh, with uh, rubber that a bands. Cummerbund, That's a cummerbund. No. I mean, I'll buy the ladles as a cummerbund thing, but I mean, you can't make a cummerbund out of a... Cummerbund should be more useful. I think that's the bottom line. And because they weren't useful, they added a pocket and that became a fanny pack. That's all I'm saying. What do you think? I think, cummerbund, I think cummerbunds are formal fanny packs. There you go. Okay. Okay. Good. Cumberbund's formal fanny packs. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question number three. Question three. I love it when we really Question find three. a nugget of truth. I mean, that's real truth. <laughs> it took us a while to get there, but we did. I've been meaning to get around to it this It took one. us a while to get there, but it was, it was not funny throughout the journey. It took 90 episodes to get to that yeah. low point. I can't feel my legs. CJL Rocket Ship Walker writes, if your dentist has an Rocket eye patch... Rocket Ship Walker yeah, I like is that. what he should be going by yeah. I don't permanently. know. CJL Rocket Ship Walker writes, if your dentist has an eye patch, which is better decoration for the eye patch style? Glitter, the Japanese flag, a parrot, or a smaller eye patch? I mean... Now, first of all, I don't want a dentist with an I eye patch. We talked about that. That you don't want a dentist with an eye patch? I don't want a dentist with an eye patch... I also don't want a dentist... Because of the depth perception. I, yeah, I went to a dentist who wanted me to call him... Uh, he wanted us to be on a, a first-name basis. He said, call me Bob. I don't want a dentist that... Uh, That's not your name. You, oh, the, he that was, his, it name. was his name. Yeah, that I would have been really weird. He's like, can I call you Bob? No, that's no, not even can't. my name. And stay out of and my take mouth. That, and take that eye patch off. Stay out of my mouth, you one-eyed... Take that eye patch. Mouth captain. <laughs> you you don't want to be on a first-name basis. You fucking gum pirate. <laughs> You're not sailing these seven molars. I mean, I can keep going, but I want to. Please do. I can't. Please I do. won't. We're trying to work our way back from the Cumberbund debacle. Um, <laughs> there's got to be some sort of something with red beard, but it's white beard. You old white beard, and then he takes off his mask, and you go, "Oh, that was a mask." <laughs> he said, "Call me Bob." That didn't. I don't want to call you Bob. Why? You're though? my doctor. I don't want to call you Bob. Really? I don't even want to know your name. You want to say doctor something? I want you to be really careful inside my mouth. Really? Yeah, we're not on a first name basis. We don't, I don't want to take this casual. I really don't. You don't want it to be casual. You want it to be formal. Yeah, I don't want to be casual. There's certain people I don't want to be on a first name basis with. What are some other people? Well, I'd say a, uh, I'd say a, a, a doctor. Any kind of doctor. Any doctor. Any doctor. Uh, what about a landlord? You no, know, I think it'd be better if if you're on a first name basis with your landlord. I think that's good. Taxi driver. Uh, my wife. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. Taxi driver. Taxi yes. driver, yes. Yeah. Uh, lawyer, no. Really? Mm. Mm, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, you got maybe. it. They get charged every 15 minutes. You might prevent that a little bit. You can't be wasting time using Mr. So-and-so or whatever. They're, they're billing you. Those Police are billable officer. hours. Those Police are billable officer. Hours. What do you think? First name basis. Oh, interesting. Is it he arresting you or are you just... He's arresting you. Yeah, I'd like to be on a first name really? basis. Bob, could you uh, un- loosen those cuffs Bob, a little bit? Bob, you want to loosen these cuffs a little bit? And do you mind if I call you Bob? <laughs> I know your name is Trish. <laughs> but you look like a man. <laughs> and you certainly fight like one. Uh, you what took about, me down out in the... How that, about your father-in-law? That save-on parking lot faster than I could say loitering is illegal. <laughs> how, how about your father-in-law? 
Yeah, I think, but I, I always start, I start with, uh, I start with Mr. You know, so-and-so until they say. I've managed, I've been married now for, I think, what, six, seven years? I'm yeah. not sure which, but I've managed to not make it, made a choice yet as to what I'm going to call the in-laws. Sometimes you I will say Mr. I don't, no, I don't do either. I don't, I've never said their names one way or another. How do you I call just, it to their, to their I just, attention? I, I just kind of start talking to them and hope they realize as I look at them that they're listening to me. I'm serious. I have not made a call. I can't figure out what to do. Really? Yeah. I can't. I haven't made a decision that's, yet. I, it's really hard to believe that. Truly, it's, 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 I swear to God, it, it's a God honest truth. I realized this on this last trip. I just can't figure out. I'm not comfortable with the first name basis, and the last name feels too formal. So, you know. Hmm. So anyway, I haven't made a decision. But let's get back to the question here. Eye patch style, glitter, Japanese flag, smaller eye patch. That's my uh, answer. The parrot, it, this person wrote a parrot live, like a live parrot. That's not really I'd a like decoration. A That's an animal a resting on your, on your face, eye? In your face. An yeah. animal resting on your face. Yeah. <laughs> a parrot. Always remember, a parrot on a patch is not a decoration, but an animal resting on your face. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the parrot. I think that's. I think having a parrot on your on your eye. You're insane. Patch, You're insane. Why it, not just put of, it on your shoulder yeah. and become get that much closer to being a pirate? Well, then you can't be a lawyer. I like the smaller eye. Can't eyepatch. trust a lawyer with a I like parrot the tiny on your <laughs> Don't trust your lawyer if. <laughs> Let's move it along to where were you? Where were you? I, uh, you know, we, we had New Year's, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I'll be honest, where I've been and how I'm feeling about it, I've been spending far too much time with my family. That's what you're deciding. Yeah. I think a lot of people... Why is that? Some people are like, oh, I got to spend more time with the family. Spending time with the family makes you lonely. If you have like a three-year-old and a, almost a one-year-old, it's, 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 you're not having great... Uh, DT, you're not having great you're not conversation. To adults, yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're, you're not... I feel very lonely. This is how lonely I felt yesterday... Uh, just for the companionship, I went to the DMV. No, that's just for not the true. sheer companionship no, of it. Yeah, had no had no official business to conduct. Just went there because I was lonely. Just put on my cummerbund. My God! And just headed over. Uh, attached my ladles with some. You uh, put some ladles on a belt and you on, walked on a, in there. And I just walked in there and just said, "Hey, here I am." Called people on a first name basis. <laughs> I, I'm really lonely right now. Hanging out with your family is tough to to hang out too much time with them. Um, it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, it really is. It's it's hard. I need more. What's happened is everybody's spread out. I, I really cherish these uh, these these few times you've been able to do this show with me. I'll be honest with yeah. you, because it's an isolation chamber to be with a bunch of little kids and your wife who's just you know trying to keep everybody alive, yeah. you know, and everybody fed. It's 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 an isolation chamber, and so you need other families to hang out with. We've talked about this. I tried to get a latch on with some surrogate families. Didn't work over the holidays. Wasn't, Wasn't able to find anybody. And so now I find myself just lurking in the corners of the DMV. Oh, I mean, that is... Cumberbun, eye patch with I don't a parrot know on that's, it. I don't know if that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Or me telling or you what I'm about show. to say. Okay. Which is that I would do anything to trade places with you. Even though I'll now tell you where I was. I'd okay. rather have a family and a self-actualized relationship than where I just was. I want to hear where you were, but let me just say, it does seem like... Uh-oh, uh, there's a knock like on the what? door here. Yeah, hold on, this, is, this doesn't happen very often. Okay, uh, that was my landlord, or as I call her, Bob. Uh, and she's just saying... <laughs> Rent is due, ladies. It Fellas, is. you know what I'm talking about. Ladies, you take a break. Rent is due. I need Rent side. is due. That's, that's what the ventriloquist dummies should just turn all at once. They've all decided on April 14th to all turn to their, their ventriloquist masters and say, Rent is due. You owe me, buddy. I'm not letting you pimp out my, my silent, movable mouth any longer. So you're saying that, that you, you envy that, that boredom that I'm feeling. Yeah, because I think, I mean, maybe it's the grass that's greener There's, thing. It, but, it is. You know. That's what I was going to say. But yeah. Because here's the thing. Everybody, that's true. The problem I mean, is maybe that, you're thinking about it wrong. Maybe it's that, you know, it feels like it's good for you to be, you know, making 
I don't know. Maybe you think that it's good for you to be having adult conversations. Maybe this is a time in your life where you should really focus on having Child more childlike, one, yeah, wonderment and conversation okay. and that stuff. I mean, have you been playing with blocks a lot? I haven't been playing with blocks. Maybe but I you have, should be playing with blocks. Maybe you're thinking about this the wrong way. I have and re... As I, an adult, you can use those blocks and you can revisit these childhood toys and see, I mean, these, these blocks are, are, are a metaphor for the building blocks of our life. All human beings yeah. want to build things. Well, and I have reacquired my love for getting dizzy. And I think that's the first that's way a child... That's a big one. That's first drunk, way a child that's gets the drunkenness high. of, yeah. It's the first way a child gets right. high. And yesterday we were spinning that's around... That's the child high. Yeah, it's Diz- the child high. Dizziness is Dizzy. the child high. The child high. high. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying this. We're getting some real gems over we here. We are. We are. I've written all these down. I'm going to read them later and forget what they were from and then throw them away. <laughs> the child high. No, it... Uh, it you do, you do, you do start to see things with wonderment and all of that. You just don't have great conversations, and, and you're you're a little bit more lonely. That's all, and you need some adult time. That's okay. Uh, so, in any event, where were you? Uh, I went to Greece with just one of the most beautiful women that I've ever known, and it was because of it's because of what's inside of her as well as what's out. Strangely, her insides are on the outside and her outs. Mm. She imploded Which in 1996. Be in yeah. So it's all sort of innards Which and gross muscle confusing. tissue yeah. and stuff like that on the outside. And then in the inside, she's also beautiful because that was her outward appearance is now facing inwards. It's, it's really hard to be around. The stench yeah. itself is, is oh, it's so it's so pungent. It sounded like such a great trip. That I, I I was constantly vomiting, and I, first I thought it was from seasickness because we went to the you know, the island of Santorini and all these things. I thought it was the salt air, and then I realized it's really this viscous fluids and you know everything that's inside a human being was on the outside. Have you seen Hellraiser? I have not. It's very similar to the film Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I'm not going to really talk about it much more until you've seen Hellraiser. Yeah. And if the 12 and a half haven't seen it, I, I suggest pausing the podcast right now, going and watching Hellraiser, and then restarting it now. Now. Right. Now, so and we're it's back. Like, and, and, we're, we're back. and we're back. How did you and, enjoy Hellraiser? And how did you enjoy Hellraiser? Don't say it to us. We can't hear you. This is really a one-way method of communication <laughs> for Cash and I to talk to you. You can't talk back to us. But it, it was much like Hellraiser being with this woman because she's just the most beautiful woman inside that you could ever imagine. And you can see it. It's all over the outside of her yeah. body. And then inside, if you, you, I, you could see pictures of her to know what she would look like on the outside, but that that's now inside of her. Again, very confusing. But so it, this makes it, me it feel like wonderful... you're, you're bouncing back. Because, you know, there, a couple months ago you were feeling a little bit down about some stuff. Yeah. Uh, about it, the breakup. Sounds like you're bouncing back. It transitions. You know, you go through those stages of grieving and, you know, the anger and the, the, uh, the sort of graffiti. The graffiti got, stage. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that stage, one. The graffiti stage, you, gotta, yeah. you sort of make your way to France through a series of railroads and... Then you're graffitiing her name and your name and you know the two of your initials forever with a heart around it all over the subways of Paris, <laughs> which smell fucking rank. The only thing that smells worse than a Paris subway is the lady that I went to Greece with. Let me put it that way. And that, my grandfather used to say that before he even knew what it meant. Well, the insides are on the outside and vice versa. So. And vice versa. But, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know if there's any bounce back from the harsh reality that two people, that love isn't enough. The two people can love each other so much, but still not be able to be together. That, that tragedy is permanent. It, it doesn't get any better. That, that truth. And so that's a little bit, that, that's been kind of what I've been wallowing in currently you're feeling a little bit better though as it's much sad, as that but, might but it's be also sad to 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 be feeling better isn't that a sad thing that human beings can be in love and then get yeah. over one another yeah. yeah you can care about somebody more than anything else in the world you can be friends with them you can be yeah. you know you you can have poured everything that you have into them and their life you could you could have spent every day for years your happiness uh, you know, a lot of it being derived from their happiness and when they're happy, their sadness affecting you and you sort of ingesting and, and commiserating with them in that sadness. You know, it doesn't make cohabitating any- with somebody. All of that is taken away in one foul swoop. And then is it not even sadder that no matter who you are, eventually you get over it? I think there are a lot of people listening who said, well, that's a hopeful thing that people can go on and survive and, and you know, 
and, and there, there will come a brighter day. I just think it's, and maybe it's where I'm at right now. I just think it's sad. It's just sad that you can want to be with somebody. Well, it doesn't so make much, sense. and then it doesn't work, and then you're able to like go and be with someone else, and and then that person is forgotten, and if, especially if the breakup happens under a pretense. Of, and I'm just speaking generally. This is not about my own experience. You know, I was uh, my breakup was because um, she walked outside in the driveway, and I was hate fucking the tailpipe of uh, her car. Which I just yeah. I shouldn't have done it. I just shouldn't have done it. I mean, there's I can I can go back and there's a thousand things I shouldn't have. Yeah, like what led to that moment? What, yeah. what, why you know why would I've done that? I've I've never had sex with a car. <laughs> I know that it is. It's, it has nothing to do with infidelity at all, and it's. Yeah. But it was it was cutting my honey stick up. And right. It was, the car was running. Right. You know? Yeah, it made it very. There was no way for me too. to sort of say that it was a suicide attempt because I didn't have a hose, even though sometimes I refer to my penis as, as a, a garden variety hose. That's what I'll say. But this is T.J. Miller. This garden variety. That, that I'm was T.J. Miller, 2013. I'm saying gen- 2014. T.J. Miller wouldn't do that. I'm saying generally that. If if there if there's sort of if there's anger and there's we've just talked about this that that's that's the saddest thing too is that human beings are so sad that we have to go a 180 from um, having from love to hate it's so awful I mean I, I I'm not in a hateful place at all but so many people need to get to that place and sometimes that doesn't ever go away you know so then what is that about so you can completely fall out of love with someone and no longer love them but you can still some part of you can still hate them and then you carry that oh, on I, say, I, th- I think you carry the love with you though I think you still love them I think all the people I loved I still feel uh, that, that, that love towards and I think that comes back I really do I still yeah, think you're yeah, you're close know. enough to win. That might be because you're a more self-actualized person. I, I don't think that's the case with a lot of people. In fact, Martin Starr, who I'm doing the show with right now, he was talking about how he had to make himself hate this woman, and she just started emailing him again, and he was like, "I still sort of hate her because I forced myself to hate her so much." You know? Look, I think what's happening here is you're still pretty close to the breakup, and so. You perceive it that way that you uh, would, would hate me. someone. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about in general. I think the most reason, people carry the love eventually. The, I think the the hate ends bring, up fading. I bring up the Martin Starr thing because we were talking about how the sort of people will exit a relationship and just hold on. They will villainize a person maybe because they have to to get through that first six months or year. But I think when they look back on it, no, this is. I mean, we're, we're talking about years and years and years. And I think it depends on the person. I mean, I don't. There aren't a lot of people that I've dated that I look back at and I say, well, I really fucking hated that. In fact, I don't know that there's... I don't know. I don't even know if there's one person that I was really, really close with that I was like, man, fuck that bitch. That's what I'm saying. Look, look at all the marriages. Look at all the marriages. I'm talking about... But it's you can't deny that so many people have a marriage or relationship dissolve, and then the only thing they feel left is hate. For a and while. I don't... And I, then, and I then think you're wrong. And you're then they speaking s- from your perspective. No, no, no. Let me just give an example. Then they see each other uh, at their child's uh, high school re- uh, you know, graduation or something, and they tend to become friends again. I think you're a, wrong. I know... I, I can cite more instances of... And the hate is still... With divorced parents who... Their, their parents can't look at each other when they're in the same room. They can't be around one another when they're in the okay, same. Yeah, room. that exists. That exists. I'm not going to so deny those, that exists. So that, now that so that means that hate is the only thing that's left there. There is no love. Otherwise, they would be able to reconcile some sort of relationship. It doesn't even have to be a friendship. But there's just a lot of people, and there are a lot of people that I know who I would never talk to. There's one woman that I dated in particular who I was absolutely in love with, and she. I, I certainly haven't villainized her, and I don't look back at her with feelings of hate, but I hated the relationship. I hated uh, the things that I did to contribute to it, even if they weren't, like, to the dissolving the relationship, even if they weren't, like, on purpose or wasn't old enough to know how to communicate or how to argue correctly or like, how to fight, all that stuff. But I don't have any love 
for her anymore, and that is directly a response to the the sort of systematic villainization of her. And then, you know, I mean, it's it's really depressing. And so that becomes the reason I'm just saying is that that becomes this thing that is for me, and it's it's you know this maybe something I need to work on myself, but it's for me it becomes that then then my sadness sort of transfers or you know translates to um just a general overwhelming sadness about how that's the case that the people that people in my life will you know hate me and never stop hating me um or that people in general can love one another and then that love can turn to hate or that just the sadness of like the potentiality and the possibility of a relationship when it begins, everything, uh, the whole world is at your fingertips. I mean, you can, it can, the possibilities are endless. And then to slowly see those possibilities dwindle and then, and then move into the era of kind of trying to make it work because you're looking back on what was there in the beginning. Maybe this is a problem I have too that I don't exit relationships when it makes sense to exit them because I believe in people or I believe in the good of a relationship or I believe that two people, two like-minded individuals can make anything happen. And uh, that's not necessarily the case. I see a battery of psychological professionals. I just have a stroke. <laughs> not, not a funny joke for a guy who's at an AVM. But, um, you know, I see a battery of psychological professionals and one of them, I thought it was very interesting, said, well, you know, do you feel like you've done everything you can in this relationship, I said, "Well, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know if I did all these things right." And I kind of went into that whole thing. But I said, "Yeah, you know," and he said, "Well, do you are you open to the idea that you can't make the relationship work? That this just isn't a relationship that's supposed to work. It just it isn't a fit. It isn't a match. It's just it's not going to happen." Are you open to the idea that you can't control that? And I was like. No. And it's such a bizarre epiphany for me. Do you feel like you can control uh, the destiny of each relationship yourself? Is that not even that. Just like I'm not open to the sad reality that can be that no amount of effort can or love can conquer just the way things are, which is that sometimes they just fucking suck. Well, on an earlier episode, maybe one of the first ones, I asked you... Would you rather sleep with 10 people that you had slept with in your lifetime or 10 new strangers? Mm. And I think we both chose the people we had bears. already slept with. Oh, wait, what did you say? Bears? Yeah, I said I would sleep with 10 new bears. <laughs> I think we chose like the 10 that we had already slept with. Or brown I'd go bears. One, I'd go one step further. I'm not picky. Grizzly bears, brown bears. <laughs> I'd go one step further. I mean, further. I won't touch a cub because mama's going to be mad coming out the cave. <laughs> I would rather have dinner with 10 ex-girlfriends than have sex with 10 new people. Because I, I, miss, I miss those people. And I think the biggest shame is you, you ha- find all those things you like. And I think we've talked about this. Yeah. And then you're never allowed to talk again because somehow uh, that will stir things up. So hopefully, you know, things settle down enough where sometimes you can uh, become friends again. I've, I have ex-girlfriends that are friends. I know you do too. So I think it, it looks black lot. and white. No? Not a lot. Maybe well, two or three. It's not easy once they get married. You know? It is not easy once Mo- they get married. All my ex-girlfriends are no longer living, which makes it Well, you killed all of easier. them Yeah, much, much, much easier to... When you were hired by the U.S. government as a mercenary <laughs> to exterminate all of your past that you could work as a covert agent in right. CIA. And that's a story And then for, your cover would be that right. you're a comedian and podcast. And that's a story for a whole other episode. I think so, but yeah. Let's move along to essential questions if you have a date. <laughs> Has it been heavy enough for you guys? Are you on your treadmills and in I your like cars it, I crying? Like, I like to disagree with you. I, it's rare for me to be on the optimistic side of things. I'm a fairly cynical person, and uh, we disagree about this. I think that most, for most people, it dissipates to a point where you kind of remember the things that you liked, and the rest of it's just kind of forget about it. Uh, but everybody's different. And I do agree with well, you. Well, it's there. common to romanticize the relationship. That's psychology teaches that to be sure. But it is, it's just so sad when two people are in love and then they, 
hate each other. And even if you do reconcile things to the point that you're talking about, it doesn't matter. I mean, not to be like nihilistic or something, but it's like, it doesn't matter. You still lost what you thought was the greatest thing you'd ever found. Yeah, and you gained some experience. Doesn't, towards, I, it doesn't stack up. It's the, the it, bal- it doesn't balance out. But you also had some great things that happened. You can't take those away either. It's all part doesn't of the fabric. Matter. It's all it part of the matter. fabric that makes your existence. You can't take it away. Does, the but fabric. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want the don't existence want that without that person. Okay. Okay. That's what's crazy. All right. And I think that if I get to a place where I do want my existence and all the experiences that I had with that person. Uh, you know, whatever that constitutes that is me, I think being that without the, that person is not worth it. And if I think I get to a point where I'm like, you know, it's just a really good experience. I'm glad I'm in such a better place now. You know, I'm so much further along. Um, you know, I, I feel, I don't really feel anything one way or another. And I just wish for the best. And I think it's just, everybody's better off. It's like, that will be, have been me convincing myself that I have to go that on. That silver lining doesn't ring true to Because yeah. of the same, I had a, my previous really, really heavy-duty relationship. Uh, I know deep, 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 deep down that the way, the fact that I don't feel connected to that person or that relationship, I feel so much distance from it. I feel like it's good, it's so good that I'm no longer in that relationship. I know that if you could go back in time and say to me there is a way to fix this but you won't have all x y and z of these things and you won't be x y and z of these things i, I would you take it i take it buddy. Okay. i go okay. right back to square one all right hasn't learned a damn thing <laughs> it's like memento <laughs> so we don't have no tattoos essential questions of human nature. It's weird when I don't sing because it just looks like you're croon- you're crooning to me. I know. It's and I always take up I when know. I say the word crooning. I know. I know. We're going to do one essential questions and then wrap it up with a maskers. Thank you for listening. Um, essential questions because I just got back from a trip um, and our house sitter. Um, I, I, I got home. I had the strong feeling that my cat had been violated in some way. How much petting is too much petting? My cat, I mean, she would, I, she loves my cat so much, and she was, like, cradling it. The cat was very uncomfortable, looked a little scared, and she was, like, hugging the cat to a point where I wondered what happened in my absence. How much is too much? I mean, we've talked about this. You know, pets are friend slaves. They're, you know, we don't <laughs> think of them as prisoners because we think we're adding so much to them. But, like, yeah, I think there's some women especially, there's some girls that just, like, are, like, I love my dog. My dog loves me. My dog, you know, in Los Angeles, people are big dog people. Oh, you know, my, my right, dog loves right. me. I, you know, he's so excited for when I get home. No shit. He's been alone yeah. in a, a prison, yeah. a literal yeah. prison that Absolutely. he cannot escape yeah. for hours, hours yeah. and hours and hours, not doing anything, no stimulation, alone, yeah. alone. Of course he's happy when you came home. That's like a, the master of slaves being like, boy... Tell you what, those slaves, when I let them come out from uh, the cellar, I give them food, they couldn't be happier. <laughs> right, I they know. They must be real happy. I know, I know. And well, what is a zoo? It's a prison for animals. It's a, pri- it's a prison where we parade animals around. But even a zoo to me is like, people say zoos are sad. It's, it's like, under the auspices of learning, though. We're st- like, oh, yeah, we're teaching, exactly. we're learning we're about teaching, these creatures. We're, we're, we're learning that they animals. can't procreate in these situations. They're so depressed, they can't get an erection. That's why a bear can't, you know, that's why none of these, a lot of these animals don't mate in captivity, because they're so depressed they can't get well, I couldn't get an erection for the last couple of decades <laughs> either, because I feel like a prisoner in my own mind. I, I really do feel like, we just, we, it's okay, we domesticated the animals, none of this is going to change, but it is, it's sort of a weird, like, and I've seen people replace friends or a connection with a, 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 you know, a significant other, all that stuff with animals, and I just, it's not happening on the other side. The animal is not like, you're my mommy. The animal is yeah. like, you're not even the same species as me. You've imprisoned me. You've right, enslaved right. me. But I'm so depressed. To, to only bring positive things to your life. And in exchange for that, you will show me attention when it is convenient to you. And you will not let me die. You will feed yeah. me. 
enough to not let me die. And some of these people are even like, my dog's so fat. My dog's, look how chubby my dog's getting. I need to feed him less. What the fuck else does he have to live for? <laughs> Nothing. There's not, you won't even let him be fat. I know. You're going, you're going well, I got to take him on more walks. And I got to feed him less because look how fat he is. That's all he has. All in his little dog mind, all he's like, he's like, I wish I could eat more. If there's one yeah. thing that I could, that could make me happy in this terrible situation it would be to be able to eat to my heart's desire. And even <laughs> then, we're like projecting this weird body image thing that we fucking have. And as just human think about beings. a leash. Just think yeah. about even a leash. It's the chains. It's a putting, choke chain. It's putting black it's a, people in chains. It's called, a, like, it's it's called a, choke a choke chain. It's called a choke chain. It's called a choke chain. That's 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 it. That says it all. It's called a choke chain. It's called a choke chain. And then, and then people go, well, God, they're breeding these dogs to fight each other. How terrible is that? It's like, at least they get to be warriors. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, at least there, there is, it's not right, but there is some dignity in being a gladiator to die yeah. on the battlefield, even if it is for the entertainment of yeah. those who are in higher positions than you. It's disgusting, but there's more dignity to that than being, they didn't even have slaves, like human slaves, when slavery was a thing. Like in, in Greek times or, you know, in, in, you know, when just throughout history, there's always been people enslaving other people. The, even then, it would be undignified to say, I'm enslaving you because we've conquered your village and we're going to rape and, and take all the women for our chattel and we're going to enslave all of you. But instead of making you work or instead of making you fight, you just have to be a, hang out with me. Yeah. You just have to be around me and act excited when I come home <laughs> and I'll feed you. And when I'm on the couch and I'm sad yeah. because life is sort of beating me down, yeah. crushing me, you have to sit over on the couch yeah. with me. And the irony is then we give them in cartoons and in storybooks, we give them human characteristics. And yet we put them on a choke chain and we like to give them human That's qualities. That's true. We like giving That's them true. human qualities. And yet What's we enslave funnier them. than a dog in a yeah. human outfit? Right. And, and yet we enslave them at the same time. So... Uh, we're gonna finish up with maskers. We gotta. Uh, That's gotta terrifying. Maskers. Pets are prisoners. That's where we arrive. Pets are prisoners. We've come to a lot of conclusions today, from uh, from cummerbunds to uh, the futility of relationships to pets. My, are my pr- favorite prisoners. thing really is is the, the just the image of a belt, a man <laughs> naked with a belt with ladles all the way around it. I hope everyone who's listening yeah. is thinking the exact same thing. Uh, I hope it would you be got very loud. It would be hard to get around the house at night, you know, to get a snack or something. <laughs> Wearing that, the ladle cummerbund. Because ultimately, it would make a lot of clanging noises. If anybody wants to try and take a picture, please help us out on Twitter. Please do. AJ Calazos. And we're we're only going with, you know, people that write letters. CJ and now AJ. Uh, When you you guys are coming out with the movie Cashing In with TJ Miller, starring Vin Diesel as Cash Levy. Never considered it as a movie. Never considered your podcast as having Vin Diesel as a Vin Diesel Vin Diesel as Cash Levy. Carrot Top as T.J. Miller. Uh, Together they are here to drop some hot, tasty pods and ruin one life every 12th episode. The sequel could be the return of the Hodge tripod of fury. (laughs) God didn't make a hot, tasty pod. I did. Hashtag maskers. I love that. So I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, good. I, I like that. I feel, thank you so much for giving me the Vin Diesel. Uh, and then I get, get fucking the carrot top. Yeah, it kind of feels good. And why does someone have to play me in the movie? <laughs> I'm a supposedly a mediocre actor in films myself. <laughs> I mean, that's such a weird, like, like quiet. You know, I was a like, theater major. You're not, you're not good enough to play yourself, I was a theater obviously. major in college. And uh, so I feel like I could... Well, try to play myself at, least at this try and age. Do it. But Vin Diesel actually, it's would not be a period fun. piece. I'm actually the age that I'm playing on the podcast right That's now. That's exactly right. Well, I think that the real story point there would be, you know, helping people save lives. One, you know, saving lives one podcast at a time and ruining lives every twelve podcasts. That would be the podcast where, in an ironic twist of fate, the life that I ruin or the life that we ruin in that podcast is our own. Oh, and then we have to That'd build be, back yeah. up. It's the darkest hour. Yeah, we had to yeah. get it together. That's a great way to finish yeah. the, the podcast. One last one. This is from Brendan Doyle. You're the Brendan only guy Doyle. that would be like, that is, a great way to end. that is a great way to end the podcast. All right, one more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the 
the actual podcast itself, not this episode, but that'd be a great way to end the podcast. Yeah. The entire podcast, the final episode, instead of jumping off a billboard, which is starting to seem a little bit negative to me based We've on some of these conversations. We've got to get the billboard, though. We've got we to set up the Kickstarter. We've got to set up the Kickstarter. We need to get a billboard going. Uh, Brendan Doyle writes, riding a horse that's riding a bike. One horse power motorcycle. Riding a horse that's riding a like bike. Like a motorbike? Tough to orchestrate. Yeah, tough to orchestrate. I'm more of a sidecar fan. Or it's a riding real, a is it a real bicycle? A, riding a horse that's riding, riding a, a bicycle, bike? I think, yeah. Then you're riding a one horsepower bike. Yeah. Yeah? That's yeah, right. Yeah, I like it. I, like I love it. And uh, the image of it, I mean, be yeah. careful for low ceilings, but I would love to see that. Uh, I know. Absolutely. You know, listen, buddy, I, I just, I feel like we should just tell them what's going on. I, I don't really know that they need tired. to now. I'm getting really tired. All right. I'm, I'm just getting really tired of this charade, and I think it's time we just tell people. All right. Well, let's drop the pretenses here. Well, I mean, a lot of people, I know we've done a lot of fun stuff on this show about, like, you know, how different guests have dropped in, you know, they canceled and all this other stuff. But I just think it's time that you, you know, in 2014, I think it's time you understand the truth, and that's just that we're, we're really tired. We've done one. We've done one marathon episode that we've cut into pieces. Cash tried to book and two we've weeks. We've been here for... Cash tried to book two weeks of space for celebrities to arrive, and yeah. nobody called him back. Nobody talked to him, and I was the first guest, and he just asked, can you stay throughout the whole thing? So we, you know, we've been here this long. We've been long. here for the better part of a year, over a year. It's been over a year. And we've been sitting in this room doing podcasts. And it smells and, terrible. And a lot of the shows you didn't even hear because we fell asleep during them. We fell asleep. It smells horrible. Them. Yeah, we would. We've only eaten Chinese in our food takeout. Uh, there's there's pizza. chow mein. At times. There's chow mein everywhere. It yeah. looks like a. You fucking, know all this talks of. It looks like a chow mein grenade went off you know and killed the, a bunch of people that are, were made entirely of chow mein and their body parts <laughs> and innards, which is all chow mein, is just littered, just scattered, just chow mein shrapnel. You know. You know why we keep talking about McFlurries and tilapia because we haven't had any McFlurries for a year. Yeah, we haven't had the we we're really we run on empty. I don't know what's going to happen. We? I would really going to take a break. To, uh, Let's take a break for at least yeah. a week, and I'll try to find a new guest. I mean, I, this is ridiculous. This has been really, really difficult to do this for this long. I know. So, what's going to be harder to me. believe? I'm happy to. What's going to be even harder, I think, for the twelve and a half to understand is that. Well, how did in they reveal, see us live? In how revealing, well, in revealing, that's very confusing. In revealing. <laughs> In revealing this this fraudulence and this yeah. lie, we are also being fraudulent and lying to them, and they'll find that out in time too. Yeah, bizarre. It's kind of the circle of relationships, in your opinion. What a bizarre mind fuck. In the of end, life. everyone that listens is going to end up hating us. That's exactly right. <laughs> the love the that you feel now, the, the potential, the love you feel for this show podcast, and us, you're going to hate. Cash's show, you eventually will hate him and hate that he had a show, and you'll villainize both of us. And we will still, after all of that, wish that we could just be podcasting for you and back in that relationship. Yeah, back when it was really great. And and we yeah. will I guess I guess Cash, after you, you love him, you love his show, and then that turns to hate. Uh, and you will continue to hate him in my opinion and villainize him and hold him in that negative Content. place in your yeah. mind. He will still walk around thinking, I wish I could go, I just wish I could go to dinner with those 12 yeah. and a half. I wish Not even could. fuck them. I wouldn't even Not wanna, even have sex hey, with them. Hey, people that are listening to 12 and a half, I don't even want to fuck you. I just want to take you to dinner. And that, my friends, is the final piece of our puzzle and the final moment of our show. Now leaving Nerdist.com.